This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 154. Where is your mind right now? By David Kane of Raptitude.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Optimal Living Daily podcast. Happy Friday. I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who played in a band called My Favorite Band. It was very confusing for listeners. Anyway, I'm back with a post from David Kane of raptitude.com. It's been about three weeks since I've read one of his posts and I missed them. He has a lot of great insights and a full-blown self-experimentation section that you should definitely check out. He's experimented with sleep, being vegan, not complaining, meditating, and a lot more. It's really cool to go through and see what worked for him and what didn't. And I'm not going to promote anything today, so instead, let's jump right in and start optimizing your life. Where is your mind right now? By David Kane of Raptitude.com Amazing, isn't it? The words caught me off guard, but they were clearly addressed to me and seemed to match my thoughts exactly. A moment earlier, a blonde-headed little boy had, in plain view of his parents and a half-dozen passers-by, Pitched a half-eaten ice cream at the garbage can, missing completely and hitting the retaining wall not far from my seat on the bench. They continued down the boardwalk without a word. When the stranger spoke, I think I nodded or harumphed or made some other corresponding gesture of disapproval. But when I looked up, I was surprised to see the old man was smiling and gesturing at the ocean and had either missed or ignored the minor injustice that had me so appalled. The sarcastic tone I heard in his comment belonged entirely to my train of thought. He meant only what he said. I still don't know exactly why he bothered to stoop and say that to me, unless my preoccupied state was obvious to him even through my poker face and sunglasses, and he knew exactly what to say to reset my perspective. After speaking to me, he turned back to the ocean and I followed his gaze. It was too ordinary for a postcard, blue sky, blue ocean, no clouds, but it had me like the dancing plastic bag in American Beauty. My train of thought had been effectively derailed and I was able to forget myself for a moment thanks to that random man who said the right thing at the right time. I had been totally lost for most of the day. It was like when a noisy fan clicks off which you never realize was running until the moment it no longer is leaving the most unexpectedly silent silence. I believe life with that noisy fan is the normal state of human consciousness. This was my 13th day on the coast of Australia. I've been to the beach every day. It was a sunny one like most of them, and at a casual glance, this ocean scene wasn't especially captivating, particularly for coastal Australians who see it every day. Yet he was completely taken in, and so was I. 
Thought-killing moments like that do happen, but often it takes something that's particularly forceful on one's attention. A flaming sunset, say, is exclusive and dramatic enough to wrest anyone's attention away from their preoccupations, at least for the fleeting few minutes when it's at its loudest visually. But just as often, I've looked at something much more ordinary at the precise moment my head chatter cuts out and found myself captivated in the exact same way. A dog sniffing a curb, an old playing card in a garbage can, a swirl on my coffee. There's an unmistakable significance that can be seen in all of them, but usually we're not really looking. This kind of moment has been happening more and more often. The most encouraging part of it is that it doesn't seem to matter what the content of the scene is, only whether I'm aware enough to absorb it without assessing its implications to my personal interests. When my interests and preferences aren't informing the picture, when I'm not looking at it in terms of what it's adding or taking away from me, it's like I can watch it without being there. I'm alive and aware without the normal heaviness of being a needy, self-obsessed human being. And that is where beauty is found. I know now that this captivating quality is always there to be seen, not just in classically picturesque locations like beaches, but in parking lots, produce aisles, snowbanks, and people's faces. But it can only be noticed when thinking isn't the prominent feature of the landscape. The state is an anomaly for almost everyone, but I think we all know it to some degree as an occasional acquaintance. Trains of thought seem to be bent on creating new ones constantly. I suspect that for most of us, our thinking is a prominent feature of the landscape almost all of the time. Our thinking is such a prominent feature of nearly every scene we witness, it can be hard to imagine that we can still be there to see the world when thought isn't around. Indeed, most people probably live and die without ever detecting a distinction between their thinking minds and themselves. Next time you think of it, ask yourself, where is my mind right now? Where has it been this last hour? Are my thoughts the prominent feature in my current landscape? I'm convinced that this same captivating significance is present in every scene, waiting to speak to you whenever you offer it a chance. It's unbelievably patient. It could wait a lifetime. You just listened to the post titled, Where Is Your Mind Right Now? by David Kane of raptitude.com. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I love this post. It's really tied to the practice of meditation, which, as I mentioned earlier, is something David experimented with. And you can see his results of that experiment at raptitude.com. But I've taken courses on meditation, stayed in the Rocky Mountains for a month to volunteer at a meditation center, and went about a year of doing 30 minutes or more per day of meditation. So I like to think of experience the effects of it. And what he talks about in this post is exactly that. It's a process of becoming more aware of our thoughts and more specifically the effects of those thoughts on our mood and lives. And if you enjoyed this post today and want to help me keep this podcast going, Sometimes I ask for patrons of the show to contribute, 
Sometimes I ask for you to simply show someone else how to subscribe and listen. And today I'll ask that you be part of my weekly newsletter. That's the only way I can get a feel for how many people are enjoying the podcast. So if you want to show your support, please come visit my site, oldpodcast.com, and join the mailing list. It's totally free. You'll get free gifts from me and be entered to win a book every single month. Just visit oldpodcast.com or you can text the word OPTIMAL to the number 44222. And I think that does it. Tomorrow I'm going to read a post from a minimalist that we haven't heard from in a while. So happy Friday and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.